Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Good evening, guys. Uh, it's a journey getting here today. Guys, just like Jen, the enemy didn't want me to get here, so if my voice cracks, please give me some grace. Uh, I'd like to start off by honoring our senior pastors, Jurgen and Leanne. Uh, thank you for creating this church and following God's plan. My family gets to thrive here now because of you guys and following that plan. To our campus pastors, Michael and Lisa, thank you so much for stewarding this house and creating us disciples. To pastors Jake and Joy, Thank you for everything you guys do in this house. It doesn't go unnoticed. To Kyle and Abby, thank you so much for your discipleship and blessing me with this opportunity today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for stretching me uh, because I almost told you no. Uh, but thank you for allowing me to, to do this today. To my wife, Christina, thank you for being my rock. Thank you for believing in me when I don't believe in myself. Without you, I wouldn't be able to do it. I love you very much. Uh, so before my wife and I attended Awaken Church, I was in a very dark place. I didn't want to be around anyone. I didn't want to uh, be with anybody. I, all I wanted was my daughter, my wife, my, my parents, hang out with the Weavers, and I was going to be just fine. Um, and on occasion, my, my partner's from work, and he's actually here today as well. Thank you for coming, Levi. I appreciate you and his wife. Uh, so there were several variables that led up to this, but uh, thank God I found Awakened Church. Uh, but even in going into Awakened Church, uh, I still, even being brought back to Jesus, I had this mindset that all I needed was my family. I didn't need anything else. And I was really ready to check the box to just say, hey, if I got church on Sunday, church on Wednesday, I'm going to be good to go. I don't need anything else. Uh, so then Connect season came around, and we joined a family Connect down in, in Eastlake. And I was really negative. I didn't want to join. I complained about it. Uh, even up until getting out of the car, I didn't want to go. Um, I didn't feel like a, a group of people was going to really help me grow uh, with my family. I was grossly incorrect. Uh, little did I know that I needed those people in my life more than, than anything. My wife needed people in her life. I was here asking God to help me grow as a husband, as a father, and as a Christian, and I was ready just to skip out on it because of my own understanding and without his guidance. So when we ask God for things, he doesn't just give them to us, right? When we ask him for uh, patience, he doesn't just give us patience. He gives you that opportunity to have patience, right? So this opportunity was presented to me to grow, and I was getting ready to put it, put it to the side. This connect group was our first experience to uh, seeing people uh, with Christ outside of church. And it was amazing to be around people of faith. It was genuine. Their love and acceptance was awesome. Uh, their ability to surround me with that compassion and encouragement really strengthened us. And that was when I realized that I needed to be planted in a connect group. We need to be planted in a connect group. So our first, my first point is we must sow seeds in community. So where do we get this from? Well, it comes from Genesis 2, 18. Put it on the screen. Uh, then the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. 
I will make a helper who is just right for him. I like in the message version that it adds the word compassion or the companion. A companion is a person to share experiences with. So we're going to skip 1920. Not that they're not good. That gives us animals. We love animals. They're great companions too. Uh, but jump to uh, 2122. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. Here we have our first form of community. God created the woman for man to have a companion. He wanted him to share experiences with, the, with her. Jump to Acts 2, 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. 44. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. Sounds like a connect group to me. 45, they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. We share things with people in need as well. 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. 47, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. That is a connect group. The, the practice of community simply makes the gospel a lived reality. It's in the word. If we want to grow as Christians, we must sow seeds in connection with others. So our first connect group, unfortunately, was short-lived. Uh, it was an incredible group, but unfortunately, we had some scheduling conflicts, and we had to leave after that first season. And, and that's okay. You'll find that your individual seasons and what you're expecting for will change. And it's important to know that that's okay. You should sow seeds in community for your season. So there's my second point. Sow seeds in community for your season. A month had passed from uh, leaving that connect group, and my wife had found out that El Cajon was having Wednesday services now at the bar. So she was still parking the car. I walk in, and I'm greeted uh, by a handsome man in the center of the uh, sanctuary by Alan Walter. Alan walks in. He's like, what's your name? Josh. He goes, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. You're going to come to my connect group. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm baffled. How is this guy? I've never met him before in my life. He's invited me to his house. I was like, I don't, okay. So I tell my wife and we end up going. <laughs> the joy and fellowship that felt in the Walters house was, it was incredible. The growth that came from that first night uh, was a harvest in the making. From growing my family in faith from Alan making me pray in front of people that I didn't want to do and stretching me. I was so uncomfortable uh, to now leading uh, or co-leading a connect group with the Weavers. All this growth came from that one seed that Alan helped me plant. So thank you to the Walters for being there for us and thank God for placing you in our lives when he did. <clears throat> My 10 minutes goes way too fast. <laughs> so the next season, uh, we ended up having to join another connect group, and we joined the Van Tassel Cable Group. Uh, at this time, I was really struggling as, with being a father and uh, a husband. Walking into that group w showed me uh, what true parenting and uh, being a true good spouse was. I learned from uh, Travis and from, from Jared 
and thank you guys both for really teaching me how to steward and speak life into my wife and my daughter. Fast forward another year, my wife and I wanted to uh, go to a connect group, just to us together, and we decided to go to the Daily and the McGill worship group. And it was so incredible to be able to experience the Holy Spirit and that heaven on earth experience in that home that the Lord gave me a word, and he told me that I needed to be on stage. So by the grace of God and by David Daly's patience, I will be on this stage in this house worshiping the Lord sometime this year. Whatever season you're in, choose to sow seed in the community that fits you. Search the groups, talk to the connect leads, attend the groups, but most of all, seek his counsel to help you make that decision. My wife and I help co-lead uh, the Marriage Connect group with Adam and Jen Weaver, my best friend. Uh, we're now in our third season. And even though we said yes to this, we're now doing it multiple times. It's always been uncomfortable when we first start. The spirit of disqualification, intimidation step always tries to creep in. And that's the enemy trying to keep us from growing. These same feelings happened even at the other groups when we, when we went to, to start those. The breakthrough and growth that has come from our marriage group uh, has been incredible. From day one, the vulnerability and accountability amongst everyone helped cultivate growth in everyone's marriage, not just my own. But the catalyst to that growth was embracing the uncomfortable. So this goes for all groups that we've all been with. We as humans tend to want to do things that are fun but necessarily not challenging. Comfort can be the greatest enemy to your growth. Now, I want to make sure that we're on the same page. I'm not saying your connect groups aren't supposed to be comforting or cozy uh, or some level of inviting, right? But depending on what we're expecting for, we should choose, uh, we should choose to be comfortable and make a decision. Or Sorry, depending on what we're expecting for, when we choose comfort and make a decision that we think is safe, we choose to lose out on an experience that, that will help us grow. People who keep us comfortable may be hindering our growth. People who challenge you may irritate you. I sometimes don't want to pray in front of people. I'm sorry, Alan. But because they're forcing you to grow. Look at me here now. When you're, when you're wanting to be comfortable, you're holding yourself back from the harvest. Proverbs 27, 17. As, an iron, sharpens, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Our challenge relationships are iron. There's tension and sparks flying when we sharpen iron. The relationships that are comfortable, honestly, can be like plastic. There's no reaction. Finding that balance between fun and challenging is very important. God wants us to be challenged. Daniel was not spared the lion's den. He was spared in the lion's den. Okay? David was not spared from fighting the giant. He was spared in the fight. He brought a rock to a sword fight. He was triumphant over the giant because of his faith to embrace that uncomfortable. I feel this word is for someone here tonight who is on the fence about joining a connect group. If you're feeling uncomfortable, that means there's growth at the end of it. Step into it. For those who are hesitant about leading a connect group, you're feeling uncomfortable. It's okay. It means there's growth. Step into it. God wants us to grow and share our experiences with others. We must sow our seeds in community. We need to find fellowship for our season. Sow seeds into community for your season while seeking his counsel. The most bountiful harvest and growth come from being in those situations with people who challenge us. Remember, embrace that uncomfortable and seek his counsel and prepare for the growth.
So I'm going to pray us out real quick before I bring the next speaker up. So, Father God, I thank you so much for the gift of community. Father God, I, I pray right now that we release a word over everyone in this house right now, that we ease their minds as they're thinking to step into their next connect group. We just let them know right now that there is growth at the end right now, Father God. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's welcome up the mighty Alex Cole. You guys can sit down. <laughs> I don't know who's more nervous for me, uh, myself or my friends. Everybody was texting me like, are you okay? I love it. Um, I want to give thanks to our incredible uh, lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Pastor Leanne, for establishing this amazing life changing church. I know we say it every single, every single time that we're up here, but I never take this place for granted. Um, this, this place has changed my life forever, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this church. And to our amazing uh, campus pastors, Pastor Michael and Pastor Lisa, um, who gave me the first example of connection that I ever had. Um, before they were pastors, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, they, were, um, they were at the response launch at Balboa 11 years ago. And uh, when a very broken person walked. <laughs> when a very broken person walked up and got at an altar call, you guys were there. And the, I want you guys to know that the same humble people that showed me such kindness that day are campus pastors, and I'm so humbled and so honored to be serving under you. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> um, and that's because, um, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Abby and Kyle, thank you guys so much for stretching us. We love you, and you guys are amazing. So I'm a little bit nervous, and that's because I totally feel unqualified <laughs> to be here. Number one, because um, I, I don't like being on stage. Number two, um, because Connect is still a, su a subject that I struggle with. Um, uh, you see, I've struggled a lot with uh, social anxiety. Uh, most of my life, I've struggled with feeling like I don't belong somewhere. Um, with imposter syndrome and with fear, with guilt, with condemnation uh, about the things that I've done. Um, but I also know that those things aren't from God. <laughs> I, re <laughs> I read my Bible. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 through 9, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Furthermore, God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, according, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. And I believe that. I believe that the Bible is the living word of God. Um, and despite what my feelings say, <laughs> I believe that he's going to do something powerful um, this year through our connect groups, specifically here at El Cajon. I believe because of your anointing um, that just like Pastor Jurgen said this past Sunday, that God's design for us is to be in connection with him to be in connection with our purpose and with other people. And so I feel like he brought me here to share my testimony as a word of caution and encouragement <laughs> um, to a lot of you here today. I'm kind of going to go throw myself under the bus a little bit, but I hope that it reaches you, some of you guys. And so in particular, my goal is to reach a lot of the people in the back. <laughs> I know why you're sitting there. <laughs> um, I believe... <laughs> For those of you who aren't in connect group or who haven't gotten plugged in or who aren't serving, 
uh, it's probably because you're an introvert or because there, there's some reason. You're shy. There's something holding you back. Um, Maybe you come here with family, but then you leave real fast. Um, let me tell you something. Don't do life alone. Uh, there is nothing more that the devil wants to do or wants to see than your God-given purpose fall to the wayside, unused, untapped. And how do I know that? Because let me tell you. <laughs> About 11 years, I, I came to this church, like I said, a broken and complete mess. I had no friends. I was a miserable person. I was going through a separation at that time. I walked around grumpy for no reason. I was sad. I was depressed. I was anxious. I, I started to think about it. I was like, I used to be a Marine, so maybe it's a, a little bit connected. But anyway, <laughs> I was, uh, I was very brokenhearted. And uh, because of all that, I, I wanted nothing to do with people. And in my heart, I truly believed that I hated people. Um, but I like this church. I heard Pastor Jurgen speak, and I, I was like, whoa. Um, I come from a deeply religious Catholic background, and something... It's, it's kind of a culture shock come here. <laughs> um, I never heard the Bible preach the way it is um, here. And, and I felt a deep connection to God for the first time, unlike any I'd ever felt. So I knew I had to be here. But at the same time, I was so annoyed by people here. They were, like, happy, and I thought it was all fake. Uh, they dressed nice, and they were so friendly. And just, like, my heart hated all of it. So, I came, so when I came to church, I, I would do this. I would sit in the back. I would sit in the shadows. I would come early enough just to get my favorite seat, one next, next to the aisle so I could make my quick getaway. And, um, yeah, I would play on my phone until, you know, service started so nobody would come talk to me. <laughs> I would avoid eye contact, and I would make sure um, during the 30-second clock that I didn't say hi to anybody. <laughs> Uh, God forbid if it was a 60-second clock. Oh, God. <laughs> so for six years, I would, for six years, guys, I would come in and out. I would come in and out, avoiding the high team, avoiding the donuts, because they're a trick. <laughs> to get you to <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I would be I would be lining it straight to my car right after service. And for six years, my life remained the same. My life had no value in it, no connection. I had no friends. I was lonely. My life remained the same. And so I did what lonely people do. I went on the Internet. <laughs> and, I, and I did naughty things on the Internet. And I lived a double life. And, in fact, that's how I met my wonderful, sexy husband. <laughs> okay. Not, not advocating for that at all. But anyway. Uh, we ended up living together, and, and eventually he, like, invited himself to church. And um, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's, like, the biggest social butterfly ever. <laughs> so he kind of, like, forced us into our uh, first DNA class. And I, I was so mad at him. I was like, what are you doing? They talk to you, <laughs> you know. And uh, you're like, you're, you're literally messing this up for me. And so I, I took one class, and I never went back. And so same thing with uh, connect groups. He told me to join one, and I did, and then I texted, I'm sorry, Kelly VR, I'm sorry. I ghosted her so many times because um, I didn't want to go. I, I didn't want to go because I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like, you know, I was living with him at the time. I knew what they were going to tell me. Um, and so I just I didn't want to hear it, so I stopped coming. But because we weren't in connection, because we weren't doing our own thing and no one held us accountable, we had, to, um, we had no one to reach out to for help. And we repeated the same cycles of brokenness and brokenness over and over again. Eventually, uh, he broke up with me <laughs> and kicked me out, and I hit rock bottom. But it was the catalyst that I needed to get my life back with God. 
and that same month I felt a call to join internship. I was forced to join a connect group and I started being discipled and I was taught how to live and it completely changed my life. And that's what connect group is and discipleship is all about. It's learning how to live right. <laughs> not be on this stage sharing my breakthrough if it wasn't for connect groups um, that held me up through every season of my life. It was my very first connect group that I actually heard people's testimonies and they were transparent and I was amazed by how God could be, how God could use anybody. Um, it was single women's connect group and I'm telling you if you're a single woman get connected. Um, where I learned how to be vulnerable and break codependency, aka idolatry, um, and regain my purity. I learned how to pray aloud and trust women. It was in Relationship Connect that uh, Brian and I reconciled and got to heal our hearts, and it was there where we got our break biggest breakthrough um, and learned that godly relationships do exist. And it's because of that group that we were married that year. It was. Um, it was in co-leading Connect. And this is a big one for me. It was in co-leading a relationship connect that God redeemed me from my past. I went from being the worst adulteress who broke up families to help them fight to stay together. Co-led a dying connect, and I thought it was going to be easy. But when one of my connect members got a diagnosis of cancer, it was one of the toughest seasons that we also walked through. We learned how to warfare and pray and anoint her with oil, and it was the first time I buried my connect member. And it changed me. <laughs> it's connect groups. Like that, that um, cultivated beautiful friendships. Shout out to Sarah Perano. I love you. Um, and Mercy Macon. I love you. And it's been through Connect Coaching that God is actually teaching me boldness. And <laughs> but God is, God has truly transformed my life. I'm free and I feel rich in friendships and community. And I realize that I don't hate people. That I'm actually called to love people the most. And... And I get it. I get it. I, I get that it's super comfortable back there, and your your seat is your seat. <laughs> but uh, don't be like me. Don't wait six years, and don't wait for God to drag you out of your dysfunction. If you want your life to stay the same, Pastor Michael, you said this last week, um, keep doing the same things. But if you want your life to be different, do something different. Go sign up for a connect group and stop spectating and start engaging. So let me pray with you guys. You guys want to stand up? Father God, I thank you for the ministry that is Connect. I thank you for your amazing example that you sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for us, to restore our heavenly connection with you. And through that connection with other people, that you're bringing in a deeper connection with our holy calling. God, I thank you that the lives that you are transforming today, I thank you uh, for loving us so much to not leave us in the same place. We praise you for not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and a sound mind. I thank you for our biggest breakthrough, um, that it's in loving others and allowing ourselves to be loved as well. I thank you for beautiful connections happening all over San Diego and for beautiful testimonies to come.
Amen. All right. Help me wake up Jesse Houston. So good. Wow. I always hate going last here, and I'd like to tell you they saved the best for last, but we actually drew straws, and I got the short end, so. <laughs> so good. You guys are amazing. You guys can have your seats, too. I want to start off by saying thank you, Pastor Michael, Pastor Lisa, you guys. I'm, I'm so honored to share the stage up here with these guys and honored to have you trust me with the mic up here. Um, thank you to my wife for always pushing me. And uh, getting me off the couch. That'll make sense later in a minute. Um, but I wanted to start by a little bit of reflection on my past through uh, both connecting, uh, attending in a connect group and hosting connect group. And I wanted to start with some, I, uh, as I was reflecting, I thought about some numbers. And I did this intentionally for Pastor Jake because he loves numbers. He loves data. I'm not going to throw any physics problems up on the screen for you guys to ponder on like Jake does, but I know, sorry, Pastor Michael, um, but I did want to start with some numbers, and a couple of numbers that stuck out to me were uh, in 2017, uh, Sherry and I started hosting our first connect group, so it's been about six years that we've had a connect group, and through those six years, I figured we probably have had 20 connects in a year, let's say 52 weeks in a year. Every other week we host, uh, a couple months off in between there, so maybe about 20, all right, 20 connects in a year. So that makes 120 connects that we've hosted in that, in that six years. And on average, I was just thinking, you know, rough numbers, just on average, we probably had maybe 15 people each connect. Sometimes we had five. You know, sometimes we had 35. Um, but on average, it's 15. So in those 120 connects, we probably had, uh, you know, 15 per connect, so 120 times 15. We've had 1,800 people come to our connect group in six years, which is cool. That means 1,800 meals were served in our home, and that means probably roughly, again, rough numbers, uh, 2,000 red solo cups that we have used, <laughs> and maybe 3,600 plastic utensils. And, I told Sherry that, and she's like, there's no way we bought that many plastic utensils. I'm like, you know how many Costco-sized boxes of plastic <laughs> utensils we bought in six years? There's been a lot. It's been a lot. And I, and I tell you those numbers as I was reflecting on Connect Group, um, not, not, to, not to brag or anything. You know, we've, we love our Connect Group. But it's really to talk about the impact Connect has had on my life and my family. And, and of those 1,800 people that have been through our doors, you know, obviously a lot of them have been multiple times, so it's repeat people. But I, I count so many of you guys in this audience right now as close friends through Connect Group. The community that we've created uh, in those six years that we've built and, and cultivated and, and had a privilege to share life with and do life with in those six years is, is a lot of you that are here today. So I wanted to start there to kind of as a reflection on, on what the past six years for us have looked like. But I also want to back up a little bit and talk about how we started attending Connect. And I remember distinctly uh, the first Connect group we went to because it was a day, it was a Wednesday, and my wife at the time um, had a hairstylist that had a Connect group, and she invited her to that Connect group. And she comes home from getting her hair done that Wednesday, and she goes, honey, we're, we're going to Connect Group. And first thing I said was, like, what's Connect Group? 
I had no idea. She's like, well, it's like a Bible study, but, but with food. It's like more lax. And I think she said Bible study because that was like the only thing in my mind that I could relate to because that's like the church I came from. We had Bible studies, right? It's not connect groups. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, am I going to know anyone there? And she's like, no, probably not. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going. First thing I said, I'm not, <laughs> not going. I'm like, it's Wednesday. I got stuff to do. I, like I had my whole evening planned out. You know, I was, I was probably... You know, I, I, the couch had to take care of itself. It can't just take care of itself, right? I had the game on. You know, I had, I had the day, the, the evening planned out. You know, I helped the kids with the homework. I'm like, there's stuff going. I got. I can't just get off the couch and go to this connect. I don't know who these people are. So, I was immediately said no. And I was, as I was thinking about this, um, I was thinking about Exodus three and four. Um, this is the story of Moses, and when he runs into the burning bush, he's curious, right? He walks over there, and he sees a burning bush, and God talks to him. And God, in Exodus 3, lays out the entire plan for Moses on how he is going to go into Egypt, talk to Pharaoh, rescue the Israelites, pull them out, and he has all these plans. Like, God lays the whole thing out in Exodus 3. It's, it, like, I read this a couple times, and it... it it's a hilarious story. It cracks me up. Because Moses, he says no, like over and over and over again. And the first thing he says to God is, is he says, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to believe that you told me to do all this. They're not going to believe me. And God says, okay, fine. I'll give you some signs, right? I'll give you three signs. First, you got that staff in your hand. Throw it on the ground. It's going to turn into a snake. And he does it. Turns into a snake. He's like, now God says, grab it, pick it up. Picks it up, turns back to his staff. The next sign was, put your hand in your, in your coat, pull it out, it's going to be full of leprosy. He does it, and he pulls it out. Put a hand, put a hand back in, pull it out, it's clean. That's the second sign. Third sign was, take water, pour it in the ground, it's going to turn into blood. So he does all these signs, and then, and then Moses still says no. He's like, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> like, wrong, like. And, and remember, he's talking to a burning bush. Like, if God spoke to me <laughs> through a burning bush, I'm pretty sure whatever he told me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Especially he gave me all these signs. I'm like, Moses, this, you're crazy, dude. If anyone doubts that God has patience, just read this story <laughs> about patience. Because if I were God, and, and I think about this with, when, I, when I deal with my children, because if they tell me no more than twice, I'm, I'm already, like, I'm up to here. Tell me no again, I'm like, I've had it, you know. But God is very patient with Moses. And, and then to cap it all off, in, in Exodus 4.11, he says, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And in the ISB version, it says, I, I have a speech impediment. And at, so this is after all the signs, all this stuff. And, and I just think it's, it's, story just, just cracks me up. Because Moses, I'm convinced, made up the speech impediment thing. I, I, I know he did. Like, I reread this a couple times, and I'm like, nowhere in the Bible does it go, and Moses said, I, 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 I can't, 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 can't talk, 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 talk real well. You know, it doesn't, it's, not, it's not in there. It, the speech impediment, he made it up. I'm telling you, because he didn't want to go. 
He was probably a little worried. Maybe he had social anxiety. He didn't want to talk in front of Pharaoh. I get it. But good news, God sent Aaron. And that, that's where I want to thank my wife again for dragging me off the couch. She was my Aaron in that situation. Got me to my first connect. And as I looked back at that first connect, and, and I started giving you kind of those numbers that, of where our journey has taken us through all the connects. I'm so glad that I had my Aaron to help me motivate, get motivated and get me off the couch into that first connect. Because my life has been transformed and changed through all the people that have been through our house. And I've been eternally blessed um, through this through connect group. And I wanted to close with this thought of, of, and it's funny that Josh also shared this verse as well. I wanted to close with a thought of what, what, what makes a good connect. And, and in Acts 2.42, it's, it's, uh, Josh also read this. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And there's four things in there that, that they're, they talk about. The apostles' teaching fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. And, and to me, that really is the foundation that it epitomizes, you know, what, how we do community, how we do life together. We break bread together. We fellowship together. We pray together. We disciple each other together. And I think that's what's so amazing about um, Connect Group and why I would encourage you to get involved. And in Acts um, 2, 46, which Josh also read, it says, every day they continued to meet together in the temple's courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And I think there's two things that struck me on that second verse. One, within the span of four verses, between 42 and 46, they, they talk about breaking bread together. That's such an important part. It creates a sense of security. It creates a sense of community. And then the second part is they enjoyed the favor of all people. Connect is fun. Connect is a good time. And there's all kinds of connects. There's the volleyball connect. There, there, there's all kinds of different connects. There's a the marriage connect. They're, they're meant to be fun. And that, that fun creates an environment where, where you can share your life. You share your highs. You share your lows. You share your ups and downs. And and I think why the, the apostles were so good at this, this aspect of community, is because it was modeled to them by Jesus himself. You know, Jesus broke bread many times in the Bible with his disciples. He broke bread over and over with them. And, and you know, obviously, famously, the Last Supper is, is one of the, the times when he broke bread. But he also broke bread with tax collectors. He broke bread... With sinners, he broke bread even with Pharisees, the people who ultimately killed him, disagreed with him vehemently about his, what he was preaching and teaching. And I think that's what I love, too, about Connect, is that G what we learn from that is that Jesus invited everyone to the table. He invited um, all people to the table, not just people that are, you know, think the same way we do or, or, or attend this church. You know, he, he called everyone to the table. And I want, as, as I close right now, and I'll ask you guys to stand up as I'm going to pray.
as the worship team comes on. Um, just, just remember that as, as, you, as you head home tonight, that, that Connect Group, while it is about community, it's not just reserved for those people who think a certain way or, or believe a certain way. We want everyone to the table. We want to call everyone, just like Jesus called everyone to the table. We want to invite all people, just like Jesus did. So as I close right now, I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for the community that you call us to be in, that you said in the beginning, it's not good for man to be alone, that you created community, that you intended for us to be together. You said where two or three are gathered, there will I, I will be also. And I thank you, Lord, for the community that we have here in this church, that you put us here at this time, at this place, to be together, to minister to each other, to disciple each other. And I thank you, Lord, for the move that you're doing in El Cajon right now, the move that you're doing in this city, in, in this state, that you are alive and we stand on your word. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Michael, if you can come on up. Come on, can we thank our speakers tonight? Josh, Alex, my goodness, my eyes were leaking so much. Jesse, I could not, I could not be proud, more proud of, of all of you. And can we thank Cal and Abby? What a great job, Connect Directors, setting up this night, running the show. One thing that was evident through all of their testimonies is that connection has brought them life. Connection brings life all the way from Adam and Eve in the garden all the way through to each of us here. Connection brings life. And Sherry did a beautiful job of setting this up even in the last worship song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray to close and I want to invite you to make the best decision that any human being will ever make and that's to get connected to Jesus. Connection with Jesus will bring life. But not just not just laughter and fun and joy, but eternal life. Life that, that goes beyond the joy that we experience with our friends and our family and our spouse and our kids. It, it's a life that is, that is unending. It's a joy that's unending. And if you've never experienced that, then I want to give you an opportunity to just simply get connected to him. Get connected to your Lord and Savior. So if we could do this, if we could bow our heads and close our eyes. If there's anybody in here tonight and you feel disconnected, you feel disconnected from God, you feel disconnected from joy, you feel disconnected from life, then it's, it's a very simple solution. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He wants to bring you life. And how does he do it? Through connection. He's ready to receive you. Are you ready to receive him? Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Accept Jesus into your heart. Say a prayer, and it will change your life forever. If that's you tonight, I'd love to include you in this prayer as we close. I'm just going to ask you to do something very simple. Lift up your hand. Right now, if there's anybody in here tonight and you know that you need connection, just lift up your hand. I'll include you in that prayer. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. See the hand. God bless you in the back. Thank you so much. God bless you over there. God bless you in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. So proud of you. God bless you down here in the front. Thank you so much. God bless you in the back. So proud of you, sir. 
God bless this lady over here who's trying to lift up the man's hand next to her. I love that. That's connection right there. When we, when we love our friends so much that we're willing to lift up their hand because we know they need it. Jesus was willing to lift up his hands and put them on a cross because he knew that we needed it. If there's anybody else here tonight, you know you need that connection. I want to include you in this prayer. Who is that one? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you in the back. I see that hand. Thank you. God bless you on the side. Thank you. God bless you. Why don't we do this? So many people here lifted up their hands. Can we all do this? Let's say this prayer. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me so much to send your son to die for my sins, to make a way for me to connect with you. Right now, I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I will live out my life connected to him and to connected to this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.